Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon and welcome in to the ABTL show. All my friends across the city of Atlanta, we have a two-hour sprint for you before we toss things over to the Atlanta Hawks basketball and, uh, boy, I got a lot to say about the Atlanta Hawks uh, coming up because, it, look, it was a frustrating year for the Atlanta Falcons and Falcons fans across this city. And uh, I, I know not everyone's as diehard for the Hawks as maybe they are for the NFL, and understandably so. But I am, and it might be more frustrating right now to be a Hawks fan than at any point in the NFL season. And obviously that's maybe a little bit of recency bias because I was darn frustrated watching – Desmond Ritter out there week to week, but uh, what I've seen from the last two games of the Atlanta Hawks is equally uh, as annoying. We'll get to that. Certainly, we will continue the Atlanta Falcons coaching discussion. Now, when I was filling in for John Chuckery on Thursday night, uh, I I gave y'all a little teaser, a little preview, and and mostly stuck with the idea of who I don't want to join the Atlanta Hawks, or excuse me, the Atlanta Falcons. As head coach, I got Eric Slaughter on the other side with me. He disagrees. So we might have a little bit of that discussion. I do have an amendment, by the way, to what I said on Thursday regarding Bill Belichick. But in addition to discussing the possibility of Bill Belichick, who I said I don't want, uh, I will also tell you who I do want and maybe take some calls from you guys as well. What are you looking for in the Atlanta Hawks? uh, I'm going to keep saying that, aren't I? The Atlanta Falcons head coach. Uh, but also give me some specific reasons why. Uh, I know we saw some interesting performances from head coach candidates throughout the NFL playoffs. Some good and some bad. If I sat here and told you that Dan Quinn's not getting a job in this coaching cycle because of what I saw on the field yesterday, I think I could sell that to someone. Uh, I, I would stay far away. On the flip side, What we saw from Houston Texans OC, Coach Slowick, yeah, I think he maybe, and we talk about quarterbacks jumping up draft boards, he may have jumped up some head coach rankings with the performance of C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. So we'll get into all of that. We have finally figured out after it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take what's going on with Alabama and the next steps for the Crimson Tide. We'll dive into that a little bit here in just a moment because there's some interesting stuff there. And the playoffs. NFL playoffs will continue today right here on this station. They'll be joined in progress uh, after the Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Hawks game. Bills and Steelers or Steelers at the Bills right there. Obviously got pushed back a day. The field is reportedly clear of snow. 
The stands, not so much. Uh, I would suggest that most Bills fans are going to be standing anyways, and so maybe their seats being filled with snow won't be too problematic. Uh, and that'll be followed, of course, by the night game. Eagles-Bucks, which is really, really interesting. Rain is expected in this area. Eric gave me a look like it's not going to be interesting. We'll find out why when we dive into the NFL playoffs because I got I to gotta, I gotta ask him what that look was for. Uh, all I know is that three members of the midday show, which I work on, uh, picked one way and I picked the other. So we'll dive into that when we do get into the NFL playoffs. We're going to do that in our second hour. We'll also go outside the perimeter in that hour as well and certainly continue the Atlanta Hawks discussion. So with that said, if you are new to the Abe TL show or just hearing me for the first time, my name is Abe Gordon. Uh, you certainly, hopefully, maybe would have heard me with the midday show. Andy and Randy is one of their producers alongside Big Bo, Big Bo Johnson hanging out with us uh, 11 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. So you might be hearing me for the first time in this role. Uh, you'll get a chance to hear me again as I fill in for John Chuckery tomorrow night from 7 to 10. So the ATL show uh, is is kind of my own thoughts and feelings and takes and nonsense. You heard me do a lot of college football discussion. There was a lot of Falcon stuff I wanted to say this year, and I didn't get out. There's uh, certainly been a lot of Hawk stuff that's going on that I'll try and squeeze out today. Uh, just uh, uh, some other stuff that's going on. So uh, that's who I am. That That's what I'll say. You could follow me online on Twitter uh, or on X, whatever you want to call it now, at Abe Gordon. Um, when that inevitably dies a horrible death, you can follow me on threads at Abe underscore Gordon. So uh, that, that's where you can uh, do all of that good stuff. So we're going to work backwards forwards here in just a moment because I want to save a lot of this Hawks discussion for the next segment. But I, I, I'm just I'm so frustrated, uh, annoyed, uh, disgusted with, with what's happened with this team. And... I didn't always have the platform for it. I do now. The decision that this team made in the offseason is almost as dumbfounding as the one the Atlanta Falcons made. We'll dive into that when we get to it in about 15 minutes. We're going to dive into a lot more Atlanta Hawks discussion. Why the experiment has been a big failure. But, as I mentioned, uh, Alabama hires Kalen DeBoer to replace Nick Saban. And and there's a couple of things uh, as the circle will spin, right? Because now you've got Jed Fish leaving Arizona to take over the role at Washington. We'll see if he can keep them afloat uh, at where they've been. But Kalen DeBoer, how big of a step back is Alabama prepared to take? And I know know, uh, that that John Fricke mentioned this a little bit, I believe, when he was uh, speaking to Harper LaBelle. Are they still going to be a top four program, top three team in the country? Do they slide a little bit and still remain as a top 10 team, still making the playoffs every year? Uh, Or do they actually fall a little bit further than that? There's certainly – we've seen times where Alabama has struggled. And and if you make the wrong coaching hire, which at one point Alabama made the wrong coaching hire, it can go away from you fast. And and so we'll see if Kalen DeBoer – is the right guy to keep things in line. He starts off with a pretty good base of talent. You return a quarterback in Jalen Milrow that can improve, yes, but 
He also was pretty uh, pretty highly regarded, developed throughout the season, uh, ended up getting a number of Heisman votes. So where do we stand with that? And the other thing I think is interesting, it's not that you're just replacing Nick Saban as a coach, but th- there's so many other aspects of Saban you have to replace. One of them being in the world of NIL, and I don't care if you believe this or not, it, it's the reality of how it was. Alabama got hometown discounts because Nick Saban was head coach. And I don't think they're getting the hometown discount from top players with Kalen DeBoer. He may work himself there. I think Kirby Smart has worked himself towards that position at Georgia. I think the idea of, yeah, we're not going to give you all this money, but I promise you, you stick with us, you're going to make it up in the draft. There's an argument to be had there. And we'll see if Kalen DeBoer is able to make that. But very interested to see exactly what Kalen DeBoer is going to bring to Alabama. And also interested to see how involved Nick Saban is going to be. I know Kalen DeBoer said he's got 100% activation there. If he wants access to the program, he's got it. But is he going to allow DeBoer to do things his way? How much will change? Very interested to see how things spin out there at uh, in Tuscaloosa. All right, the Falcons coaching search is underway. A lot of interviews have been uh, completed. A lot more have been scheduled. Um, and, and very interested to see exactly how quickly things spin for the Atlanta Falcons. It, it is a timeline scenario because the longer you wait, the fewer top candidates there will be available. And, and it's going to be interesting. Obviously, the playoffs are going to dictate who can speak, who can interview, and how serious those talks get. But you also risk watching other jobs potentially come available. Is there a situation where Dallas becomes available today or tomorrow? Is there a situation where Philadelphia becomes available today or tomorrow? I don't personally think, I know, Eric, you gave me that look again. I personally don't think that Sirianni is getting fired just because the Eagles potentially lose today to the Buccaneers. Uh, but there is that discussion. Uh, I, I I think that you, know, you want to talk about teams who have to worry about grasses greener situations. Uh, I, I think the Eagles should be one of those in regards to Sirianni. But we will see how it plays out. Again, the Atlanta Hawks coming up after me at 3 o'clock pregame, uh, 3.30 tip. It is an MLK Day game. They're going to be on national TV. They're hosting number one overall pick Victor Wembenyama and the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are 7 and 31. And I know John Fricky was talking about this is a must-win game. There's no way you can lose this game. You're at home, blah, blah, blah. You know who else is 7 and 31? The Washington Wizards. They were 6 and 31 until they beat you. Uh, and so by no means am I uh, just chalking this one up. Uh, you faced a Pacers team that didn't have Tyrese Halliburton. And maybe you thought maybe they wouldn't drop 130 on you. I mean, technically they didn't, 129. But uh, it's been a really frustrating uh, last couple of days. You do skate by Philly, barely, but they didn't have Joel Embiid uh, in that game. You you tried to trick around and lose that one too. I, I mean, it's been a really bad week for the Atlanta Hawks, and it's kind of come to a point three weeks away from the trade deadline where uh, – I think we're all understanding that changes are going to have to be made. The question is, to what extent 
are those changes going to be made? We're going to dive into that uh, again in our next segment coming up here. It is the Abe TL Show, live from the Kia Studios here, 92.9 The Game, and available on the Odyssey app. Follow me online on Twitter, at Abe Gordon. Uh, and feel free to start to load up the lines. We're going to start by talking about the Atlanta Hawks, 404-726-0929. Um, I'm going to detail what I think has to happen and some of my concerns about where the franchise heads as it happens and after it happens. But I think we are facing a possible rebuild. And I don't mean um, we change out a couple pieces and see if that works because this experiment didn't. I think we're talking about completely starting over. I'll explain why. But if the Atlanta Hawks are facing a complete rebuild, who stays, who goes, and who from the outside do you want? That's what we're going to be taking your calls on. So, again, feel free to join us on the phone lines, 404-726-0929. Again, as I mentioned, we're going to dive into my thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons head coaching search after that. We're going to bring in Eric Slaughter for a couple of these discussions as well. He's given me those what-are-you-talking-about faces, and so I have to implore a little bit more. But when we come back, we are going front and center on the Atlanta Hawks because I've said it before earlier to start the show. I was frustrated quite often while watching the Atlanta Falcons football season. I am equally and maybe even more frustrated now in regards to what the Atlanta Hawks have become. It was a concern I had stemming back to an offseason discussion, and it did not improve. It did not improve, and now you're facing much more serious changes and much more serious discussions and considerations. That's what is ahead for the Atlanta Hawks, unfortunately. We're going to dive into all of that on the other side of the break here in about four and a half, five minutes. When we come back, going to break down the Hawks' issues, what we're looking at over the next couple of weeks before the trade deadline, and maybe even into next offseason, and taking your phone calls on the Atlanta Hawks. If the Hawks are going to rebuild, who are they rebuilding around? It's a big question. We're going to answer it next. It is the ABTL Show coming to you live from the Kia Studios here on an MLK Day Monday, taking you live to 3 o'clock in the Atlanta Hawks pregame show. 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Welcome back in. 92.9 The Game. It is the Abe TL Show. I'm your host today, Abe Gordon, coming to you live from the Key Studios. Got Eric Slaughter here with me, having some fun discussions with Eric in the break about the NFL playoffs. We're going to continue some of those discussions on air in the next hour. About an hour from now, 2.20, we'll dive into what we've seen so far through four games and uh, certainly today's doubleheader, which will be uh, following the Atlanta Hawks game live right here on 92.9 The Game. But I, I did pose some questions heading into the break about the Atlanta Hawks, the frustrations I have, the frustrations you have. What are we facing in terms of a rebuild? Potentially who's going to still be here, who won't still be here, and what the path forward is for the Atlanta Hawks. And, and we got a couple calls on the line, 404-726-0929. So I, I want to just give some quick thoughts before we dive into the calls, and I'll save some thoughts as well in case the calls do run dry at some point. But there is no denying that the Atlanta Hawks have been a big failure. The experiment of bringing in a all-star guard in DeJounte Murray, pairing him with Trey Young, has not worked. And it's not just about DeJounte Murray. There's other aspects to this. 
uh, that that are equally as frustrating, uh, including a deal to DeAndre Hunter that has really hampered your ability to, one, move him, but to replace him, uh, use that money elsewhere. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh, a couple things in regards to DeJounte Murray. I, I don't want to say we were lied to. I will go as far as to say we have been misled as a fan base about what he was going to bring defensively to this team. There's no doubt about it. One of the big aspects of bringing DeJounte Murray on, as we were told, along with getting an extra ball handler, which for a while we didn't have as the Atlanta Hawks. We, we kind of had Kevin Herter as a second ball handler. Uh, no offense to him, but, you know. Um, we were told he would improve the team's defense and, and he would be a lot better defensively on the perimeter against the opposing team's guards. And quite frankly, maybe there's a little bit of that, but it hasn't certainly been anywhere close to Enough of that. Uh, I, I'll get into some of the other pieces after some of the phone calls, but he, here's probably what's most frustrating to me about the Atlanta Hawks, and it's because I could see it coming. You could see it coming. And, and again, we're going to get to the phone calls, the phone lines, Justin, Jordan, Brian, Will. You guys are all coming up here after I make this one statement. We were told in the offseason that Quinn Snyder was here to help bridge the gap. That hasn't happened. It's been no different. Um, and it, it, it's frustrating because it's kind of similar to how the Falcons relied all offseason on one decision, and, and that didn't pan out for them, right? Like, the Falcons relied on a total crapshoot with a young quarterback, hope he develops enough to lead a team to wins. That didn't happen. But this whole give Quinn Snyder a full offseason with the team and watch what happens. The improvement at head coach to translate to the team playing better, uh, winning more, like like that 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 came up woefully short. And, and it's not about Quinn Snyder. I think it's about the the guys that are assembled on this roster, and that's why numerous numerous changes have to be made. So the question is, if we are looking at a possible rebuild here with the Atlanta Hawks, who stays? Who goes? And who are you targeting to join this ball club from outside uh, the franchise? Let's go to the phones, 404-726-0929. And I still have a lot more to say, by the way, about these Hawks, but uh, I do want to get your thoughts. So let's start with Justin, who is in Gainesville. Justin, if the Atlanta Hawks, uh, first off, do you feel they are facing a rebuild? Uh, not a reload, but a rebuild. And if so, uh, who are you trying to bring in to make this team better? Um. I love your show, by the way. But I just wanted to say, I think everybody is up for trade, right? I believe everybody should be on the chopping block. Um, I think we need to go and build through the draft. Look at the teams that have done it really well. Golden State, you know, the Bucks. Yes, the Bucks have gone and got some players. But they build through the draft of their important players. I don't believe you can build around Trey and win a, a championship. Well, I'd really like to say some stuff about the Falcons. Is really what I call. Uh, yeah, you go ahead and try and make that quick if you can. I want to stick with Hawks uh, for a little bit longer. I'm not going to be excited unless we get Bobby Sloak. Did we not see the Texans and the Browns play? Like, that offense does not have a lot of great players on it, and it just looks amazing. I really want Bob, Bobby Slovic here. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, I was texting just a moment ago 
with another guy that wants Bobby Sloak. And, and I, I, I was joking. I said, I think his price just went up after Saturday's game. And then maybe tack another million onto what his contract would have been after that performance. And, and uh, with him, with Ben Johnson, uh, they're, they're trending upwards after these playoffs. And Dan Quinn, unfortunately, trending downwards in regards to these playoffs. So uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on some of the other candidates for various NFL jobs. But I do want to stick with the Atlanta Hawks. And look, uh, he, he mentioned the possibility that everyone is on the block, that maybe you can't build around Trey. Look, if you're going all the way to the part where you're trying to rebuild through the NBA draft, I don't think Trey wants to be here for that. And, and look, I don't know Trey well enough to, to to tell you how much he loves or doesn't love Atlanta or 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 all that. But I know Trey wants to win. He desperately wants to win. And uh, I, we, we've seen this. He's not the first guy to say, I don't want to be here through a rebuild. And I'd be understandable uh, if that's his mindset. I, I would like to see a rebuild attempted with Trey Young and Jalen Johnson, and everyone else is on the block. Um, now, I don't know if that's realistic. Again, there might be scenarios where Trey says, man, I appreciate you guys trying, but I'm not here for a three-year process. Let me go somewhere I can win. And if that's the case, then so be it. I was a little bit harsher on Trey in years past. Um, I did question, and I still do question whether he can be the number one of a team that contends, but – uh, I, I think his performance this season has been outstanding. Uh, I do think you can build around him, but you have to get the right pieces around him, and the Falcons, uh, excuse me, the Hawks have failed in that. Uh, let's continue chatting, Hawks. Jordan is in Gainesville. Uh, is it a complete rebuild and tear down, uh, tear down Jordan? If so, is there anyone you're uh, focusing on from outside the franchise to try and get a bring in? Uh, no, sir. It's not no rebuild. There's three players. Uh, that we should keep, and everyone else is tradable. And that's Trey Young, Jalen Johnson, and Bogey. You keep them three and go out. You know, it don't take but really one really, really good player to come with Trey. And they need a center. Man, we have not had a, you know, like a uh, Tree Rollins or a, a Concac or, you know, a, a big center in this town in a long time. I mean, Capella. To me, he's just too small to be a center, and we need rebounding. I mean, I've seen guys shoot, and and all the rest of the Hawks just stand around watching like the ball's going to go in. They don't fight for rebounds. They don't jump on the floor for them, and they, they just don't seem like they into it. When a, when the player shoots, they just stand around watching him, and I've seen that game after game after game. So, you know, Trey Young, Jalen Johnson, and Bogey, and everybody else, hey, do what you got to do with them. Well, I appreciate the call. The only thing in regards to Bogey, because he's had an outstanding year as well, he's actually one of your more valuable trade pieces. Uh, I know we talked about DeJounte Murray. He signed a relatively friendly deal that's going to allow you to move him for the right price. Uh, Bogdanovich is playing so well, and, and he's a perfect role player to jump onto a playoff team that needs some shooting, uh, e either as a, a starter but more specifically off the bench. Uh, now that he's healthy and, and he looked outstanding in the FIBA World Cup, he looks outstanding here for the Atlanta Hawks. He's actually become one of the more um, valuable trade trade options for the Atlanta Hawks. But we'll see if that's where they end up going. I, I look, the trade thing is interesting to me just because it's really his call. I I, I think there's a a time and a limit to his patience with this franchise, and I don't know. 
uh, if we're approaching it. And uh, I certainly feel like if they're tearing it down for a total rebuild, that maybe he'll want out. I, I think if they do attempt to go into the free agent market or uh, make a big trade with any of the pieces they have now for another star to try with something uh, a different mixture that maybe he'll have some uh, some time to sit around and, and see how that plays out. And, and look, I, I know I mentioned Quinn Snyder and my frustration um, with the mindset that he would make a difference. That doesn't mean he's a bad head coach. It doesn't mean he can't coach this team into a winner. But the idea that he was going to bridge the gap uh, was always frustrating and nonsensical to me. All right, continuing with the Atlanta Hawks calls here, Brian is in Peachtree City. What's going on, Brian? Hey, uh, let me preface this by saying I don't trust our front office to make any moves, whether it be a rebuild, trades, the draft. I think it's dysfunctional right at the very top. I think that's one of the biggest cancers and issues with this entire franchise. Uh, that being said, if we're going to do a rebuild, let's do a complete rebuild. That means move your best player. That means move Trey Young. That's over $40 million. The first person I'd like to get her of get rid of would be uh, DeAndre Hunter, but you got a 26-year-old or 25-year-old with an arthritic knee that you traded up in the draft to take with the fourth pick, and he plays 45, 50 games a night or a year, and you don't know what you're going to get night in and night out. Um, Capella needs to be moved. If you're not going to move Trey, then obviously DeJounte's got to be moved. I would personally – I would like to see Trey get moved to somewhere, you know, where he may be able to flourish even more than he does here and, and give someone else a second start. And, and ideally, I think somewhere like New Orleans. Try to see if you can do a Trey for Zion. And the Hawks need assets, too. We don't have our draft picks moving forward. The front office is really, really the main issue and what they've put on the floor. You know, the, the, the Quinn's been dealt a hand where he's got kids that don't want to put the effort in night in, night out on the defensive end. And that that is the big thing. But if you could get go out and get a re, you know, a rejuvenated Zion Williamson or a Julius Randle, someone like that, maybe not Julius Randle, but somewhere you're gonna to have to start at the bottom and work your way back up. I appreciate the call. And I will say this in regards to a, a potential rebuild. The Hawks have two first-round draft picks uh, this coming uh, draft. They have uh, the Sacramento Kings draft pick, which is protected 1 through 14, uh, and they're going to have their own draft pick. But after that, they don't have another first-round pick, as our caller just mentioned, until 2028. So uh, if you're going to try and acquire some talent through the draft, it really has to be this year and um, it, it, or through trades and, and other um, – possibilities. DeAndre Hunter, uh, he he was right about a lot of that. It's very difficult to trade DeAndre Hunter right now. It, it just the contract that he probably didn't deserve, the concerns about his injury and his availability on a weekly basis, the inconsistency, all of that stuff. Um look, that was a miss. That was an absolute miss. Um and there's just no way around it and unfortunately it's been very difficult to get away from it. And so we'll see uh, maybe he gets looped in with one of the other pieces that do have more valuable. Um, we'll see how that plays itself out. Uh, we've got Will on the other side of, uh, of the break here. We're going to continue with the Atlanta Hawks for just a moment more. Then we're going to switch things up 
to the Atlanta Falcons as well. So, Will, if you're able, keep holding. We'll get to you here on the other side. It is the Abe TL Show live from the Kia Studios. I'm your host, Abe Gordon. Uh, we are rolling all the way till 3 o'clock before we hand things off to these aforementioned Atlanta Hawks. And I'll tell you, uh, the past three games have been extremely frustrating, even the one that they picked up a W in. So we'll talk about that. We'll go back to the phone lines and chat with Will, and then we'll chat a little bit of Falcons as well. That's what's coming up next here in about five minutes. It is the ATL Show, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Astro, no. Welcome back in, 92.9 The Game. What you know about rolling down in the It is the ATL show coming to you live from the Kia Studios. Another hour 20 before we hand things over to the Atlanta Hawks basketball. And uh, look, hopefully they can change the narrative a little bit uh, from what we're talking about right now because it has been an incredibly frustrating. It was a five-game homestand, right? It started out great. We're like, all right, we're home. The Atlanta Hawks are ready to roll. Let's let's kick off this. Uh, Jalen Johnson's rounded back into form. Uh, let's go. We get Philly in here. They don't even have Joel Embiid. Let's rock it out. Barely get by them. Okay, fine. Not a great start. Not a great start, but, you know, the ball's rolling a little bit. It's still a win, right? Um, Tyrese Halliburton goes down. You're like, okay. They, they, may have, they may have wiped the floor with us a couple weeks ago, but now we're home. No Halliburton. Let's roll. And uh, they wiped the floor with you again. <laughs> it, uh, it was not good. On Friday night, I was at my local sports bar, uh, The Bird, there in Dunwoody. Uh, I was having some drinks with, uh, you heard him just an hour ago with John Fricky. I was having some drinks with Joe Patrick. We're, we're sitting there trying to watch the game. You're like, you got to be kidding me. I can't believe this is happening. Um, and then we do it again on Saturday. Uh, you do it again on Saturday against Washington. Um, and they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. You're hosting another one of the worst teams on the NBA uh, on MLK Day here, the San Antonio Spurs. And it's been incredibly frustrating. Like I said, for me, what's happened this season with the Atlanta Hawks is almost as frustrating as the entire season that I had to sit through with the Atlanta Falcons. It's just, it just spirals out of control to the point where you start to question a number of the decisions that have been made uh, by management, by coaching, by players all over around. Um, I don't think there's any one specific person to point blame at, but certainly whatever the plan was with the Atlanta Hawks to get them out of the play-in round, I mean, here's the good news, Eric. They're not going to be in a play-in round. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that's what they meant when they said we're not going to be in the play-in round. That's the goal, but but here we are, uh, and that's unfortunately where we're headed. Uh, I think the Falcons are first, the Hawks, excuse me, are facing a total rebuild. Uh, I really do. And the question to me is, who can you keep in this rebuild? I, I You probably find a way to keep Jalen Johnson. He's certainly an emerging star, but there's also a world in which his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. Uh, I think you try and keep Trey Young because without him, it is, I mean, it is totally built from the ground. But I, I think you try and move Bogdanovich, he's got one of the, the best values on the team. You try and move DeJounte Murray, he can bring you something. Uh, and you find a way, if possible, to get away from Capella and Hunter and their contracts. So we'll see where that leads us. Uh, but it leads me to our phone lines, 404-726-0929. We continue with the Hawks rebuild discussion. Will is in Stone Mountain. Will, what do you have planned for the Hawks to try and figure this out and turn things around? 
any way possible, I would get with O'Hanna. That been was one of the biggest mistakes in the draft. We do need a center, and we had a chance to get that seven foot uh, one center that was traded before the season started, and they wasn't uh, what they traded him for to that other team was I can't remember his name, but he went number one a couple of years ago, and 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 w- w- with him around Jalen Johnson and a, and, and Murray, because I I do want to trade Trey. Trey, I got eight uh, phases uh, that I look at a basketball prayer, and Trey fits only two. That's shooting and uh, assists. I got eight parts of basketball. I've seen Trey dra- drive to the basket and not get touched, hit the floor. The other team sprinting down, all the further, other four players sprinting down, and, and, and uh, Trey is down there making these faces at, at the referee. He's not going to get all the calls. And I don't want 100, uh, 80% on offense because he won't give you 100% on offense because when Murray or someone else got the ball, he's not moving uh, the, the splice to take a, 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 a pass or nothing. So I don't want Trey on the team. Like I say, he, he gives you 80% on offense and 40% on defense. Trey is one of the quickest and fastest players in the league. And by being that, he should be able to not just block some uh, the opposing point guard or whatever, but that's move him in a, uh, another direction where he can get some help. But he don't want to. He even called a star, and he's not going to give you what that scoring and rebounding, and you can't win a championship with a player giving you scoring and rebounding. you got to give you rebounding. He does, uh, I meant scoring and assists. He's got the, and I know he's a small guard, but I look at my boy out there, uh, Curry. He's all, he's in all phases of, of my eight phase thing. He'll rebound a little bit. He'll assist. He'll block people. He'll take charges. And what I'm saying with the question is, you push all of the person direction to the basket where someone else can help him. And if he, if he ain't scoring, if you're not getting a complete player, or at least a temper, have a complete player. You don't need Trey on the team. And yeah, I, I appreciate the call. I, I, yeah, I think I know where you're headed with that, and I want to keep getting a couple more in before the next uh, break. I, I disagree a little bit about Trey. I, I certainly am frustrated that he's not better defensively, but he has been a little bit more active this season. There's no doubt about that. You can see it, uh, if not game to game, certainly in, in some key moments. Look, Trey's never going to be an elite defender. Uh, I think we have to openly and honestly understand that and admit that. Uh, I, I, Again, I have softened my stance in regards to Trey Young a little bit. Uh, I still think you have to have an incredible mixture around him, but I do think you can win with Trey. Now, is he the focal point uh, or, or part of uh, a cog? You know, Is he the one? Is he maybe one of an, an upper echelon number two? Those are sorts of discussions I have. I, I think you can win with Trey. I think if you're facing a full rebuild, though, his patience may run out and he may ask to be traded either way. So so that may settle itself anyways. Let's go back to the top and get uh, Derek on the line from ATL. What's going on, Derek? Hey, how you doing, brother? Um, I disagree with the last callers. Like, I agree with what you just said. I feel like they should rebuild, but at the same time, keep pieces that – can that you can rebuild on like I don't think you should him and uh Kwandu, like they're they're a good combo with uh Capella starting and the Kwandu coming off the bench. Like I agree with getting Hunter out of there, but his contract is gonna be hard to for other teams to pick up. But I feel if you keep Trey Young and you 
build on that. Like they said, through the draft and through like like bringing in vets, like how they brought in Wesley Matthews, like things like that. I think they can rebuild. It's just that if Trey Young gets to the point where he's tired, then like you said, you know, you don't want to get rid of both of them. I think if you keep Trey Young, Trey Young will stay. You can probably dip and dab with DeJounte a little bit, but I think everything is still on the board. They can rebuild. They just need a couple good vets and to me, they're not really off track. It's just that the losing, they're giving up so much points and the losing, it kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand because when you're giving up so much points either and you're not playing defense, you're either going to win or lose. So it's kind of here and there with that. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Derek. I do find it funny, and I know it's a little bit different because they're not healthy right now, but why can the Pacers outscore teams and the Hawks can't? And what I mean by that is the Pacers finds ways to win when they give up 133 points, uh, and sometimes the Hawks, most of the times the Hawks, it feels like, are not. And that's part of the problem. Look, DeJounte, I assume he's as good as gone. Um, I think you're going to have multiple dance partners, and you're going to have to, you know, pull one of them onto the dance floor and make that move. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that in a in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you keep Trey Young, Jalen Johnson, I guess Okongwu, although I've been incredibly frustrated with his lack of development from outside. Uh, I thought he was going to work all offseason and become a little bit more of a consistent outside threat. It, I guess to an extent we've seen some of that, but it's not been good enough. Uh, but I, I would like to keep Okongwu in that mixture as well. I think Bogdanovich is an outstanding piece, but he just might have too much value uh, in the trade market. Uh, let's continue on the phones. Chip is uh, out there in Griffin chatting about the Atlanta Hawks. What's going on, Chip? Bro, not a whole lot, man, other than the discussion y'all having about the Hawks. Pull uh, a tan down the team, I don't think you could do it. Uh, it's just too many big contracts on there. Who's going to want trade at this point? He probably get a little value for you, but who gonna want him? That's a lot of money there. And then you got Hunter that you end up messing up signing him. So that's a lost cause that we stuck with that. But I will say this much, it's gonna be on Quinn. Quinn obviously don't went to the office and say, Hey, with these players we got and only two of them we should really keep. I don't know if I could do work with them. So to say this, they're gonna have to go in the draft. Keep the you know, like I say, keep uh, uh, probably going to keep uh, Jalen and Trey. Trey is a good guard. He just needs some help. I mean, you're asking him to do too much. Uh, I know he's getting paid for what he come there to do, but it ain't that many point guards or guards that going to give you what they what, what God give you defensively. And what he's giving offensively, I can kind of deal with that. So we're going to have to go in the draft and get two players to uh, solidify this, this roster. Go ahead and get rid of Murray. They kind of, him and Trey kind of got the same skill set. So uh, I would say this much. Just, just keep Trey, work with him. Hopefully Quinn can get these guys to play. Obviously, it was some truth to the previous coach that they had that he can't get these guys to play. But other than that, man, I hope we uh, move forward and the team can move forward and be a decent team with Trey. Either without him, we're going to have to do something. Enjoy your show. I appreciate the call, Chip. Thanks for the thoughts. And here's the other issue that, that I have in regards to trying to blow this thing up and maybe restart. We, we talked about you have two first-round draft picks this coming year, but then you don't have one for a while. Uh, the Kings draft pick is protected 1 through 14. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They're five or six games above 500 right now. 
uh, maybe even seven games above 500 right now. And, and so th- that pick is going to be probably in the late teens, maybe into the 20s, uh, mid-20s potentially, depending on where things end up for them. Your pick is going to be high, but not quite high enough, most likely. Who knows what happens with the lottery. But uh, I, I, after you hit like four in the draft, three or four, like the, 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 the likelihood you hit a guy that's going to impact your team immediately – it just shreds. Uh, it just does. That's the reality of it. So th- there's some issue there. But but the other aspect is if you trade for a guy, a, a longer-term contract as opposed to an expiring contract, maybe that's a way to get it done. But when you look at the 2024 free agent class, it's not good. A- and, look, there may be a world right now where Pascal Siakam does not get traded and he hits free agency. I looked at the guys, and some of these guys are going to, like, opt out and then re-up with the team, and and so they're not really hitting free agency, right? Like, LeBron's not really hitting free agency. He's going to opt out or whatever and then re-up with the Lakers, and and that's that. Um, Pascal Siakam might be the only legitimate max contract guy that hits free agency. I I mean, I looked at the list. Like, I mean, most of the other guys are older, uh, over 10 years in the league, like LeBron at 21, or like a Paul George or Westbrook, and just different guys who uh, – those are just examples, not necessarily those guys. But, um, you know, Maxie signed a deal extension. He's not there. Uh, at one point it was thought maybe Zion Williamson would hit free agency. He signed a deal. He's not there. So uh, it's going to be a lot tougher than people think to just clear money space and bring in guys. It's, if it's not Siakam, I don't know who it's going to be. Let's wrap things up with the Atlanta Hawks here uh, with Eric in the ATL. We'll keep this one short. Eric, I got about – one minute before I got to hit break. What you got for me, bud? Okay, long-time listener, first-time caller. Listen, I think everybody needs to hear that Trey Young is not a number one. A guy that can only provide offense and provides no defense is a hazard on the team. The only way we win games is when he scores 40-plus. I don't need to see these logo threes. Shoot 40% from three, then you could take logo threes. He's the only guy that's worth anything from a trade perspective on the team. And I think you got to move him and get whatever you can to try to build this team. Jalen Johnson's a good source. Um, I think I think you can keep Murray. Um, he can give you 25 and play decent defense. But look at Trey. On these switches and stuff, they're all covering for his ass all the time. You can't you can't play championship basketball the way the Hawks are currently constructed. Yeah, I appreciate the call, and I understand the frustration there. I, I, I look, I I think that Trey is probably a high end two when all is said and done. I, I'm not sure he's the lone single superstar to lead a team towards a championship, despite what we saw a couple years ago. I think that was more a mirage. I think it actually cost the team quite a bit in development. So uh, I do think, though, that you can build around Trey. You just have to get the right pieces around him. I would say that I'm more confident you could build around Trey with the right pieces than you could build around DeJounte with the right pieces. But maybe that's just me. Maybe you feel different. All right, one hour down, one hour still coming your way on the ATL show. When we return, we are going to go outside the perimeter. Some of the top stories national headlines and topics I want to dive into, get some quick thoughts there. And then we'll dive into some Atlanta Falcons as well. I still got to tell you who I actually want as head coach and why. We'll dive into all that on the other side. It is the ABTL show coming to you live from the Kia Studios, holding off until 3 p.m. when we toss things to the Atlanta Hawks 
basketball game. That is what's coming up next. One hour left. The APL Show, 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.